0: to our Super Inspector Training Academy podcast Super Spotlight where we discuss all things related to the inspection industry and bring in special guests. We're glad you're with us. Welcome back to another edition of Super Inspector Spotlight. This is the CITA Podcast Spotlight and we're uh, continuing our series on customer-oriented inspection services and we're happy today to have with us uh, Clayton Worley who works for Super Inspector and Uh, one of the top lead inspectors, and so it's a joy to be able to talk to you. Thanks, Clayton, for being with us. Not a problem. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit today about communication best practices and some of the ways that we can make sure that we are communicating at a high level and offering great service to both our client as well as the real estate agents because we, I think we mentioned this in previous episodes, but a lot of times people – and the inspection industry just want to get the report done, hand it off to the client, and then we're kind of hoping that we never hear from them again because we know when we hear from them it's going to be a complaint. But you kind of kind of a different philosophy of that, right? So you at super inspector, don't y'all kind of encourage questions and and hearing back? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we actually, you know, we do a, a pre-text or a pre call to the client before starting the inspection just to get you know, let them know, hey, we're here. One, to make sure that the address is correct and the order. And then two, it kind of gives them a a chance to emphasize any concerns that they have so that we can, you know, kind of set the bar to their standards and then let them know like, hey, yes, we will check all of that stuff. And then we will also check X, Y, and Z. That gives them kind of the idea that you know, yes, we care about what you're concerned with, but we're also going to go above your standards and give you this information.
0: Right. So I can imagine then, that sounds like a really cool thing to do because I can imagine there might be a scenario where they learn something about the house in between the day or two that the inspection was ordered and it might happen, right? So maybe something, seller's disclosure or something like that. And then they're concerned right. about something, right? Is that how kind of works right. or-
1: Yes, it is. And it actually, it kind of helps us in the aspect of removing some of the liability from us. Just as an example, I had an inspection not too long ago that one of their concerns was there was an outlet that had looked like it had caught on fire at one point. Mm -hmm. And they said it wasn't there when they did their Mm -hmm. initial walkthrough of the house, but it was there the next time they did it. And I hadn't been gone from that house for 20 minutes. And the listing agent called me and said hey, there's an outlet burnt here. What did you do? And I was like, no, that was there when I got there. And that was one of their concerns.
0: Yeah. So in that scenario, how did you, how did you engage that, that selling, selling listing agent in terms of a customer service, right? Some people just say, look, I don't have to deal with that. That's, that wasn't, I just do a little time of inspection and kind of be kind of gruff like that. How do you handle that?
1: Uh, just kind of tell them how it is, you know, like this was here when I got here. And in that instance, I think that outlet was tied into the, the garage somehow. And there was a refrigerator in there that obviously didn't it didn't have power when I got there. And since we used the thermal cameras, I took thermal images of both the refrigerator and freezer and they were both 85 degrees. And I actually had sent her that picture before she had called me just saying hey this is off i'm just like here's the picture showing it's 85 degrees it's been off for a while right and so when he called back with that outlet question i was like you know that could be the reason why that refrigerator doesn't have power is something is in that same circuit has burned up
0: okay so then You just kind of calmly listen to her and then explain some scenarios um, rather than get super defensive. I think that's a really great point when we're trying to provide excellent customer service. What are some of the other things you do? Let's just stay with the realtors while we're on it. What are some of the things you do for the real estate agents? They're always a big part of this transaction to kind of provide customer service to them.
1: Just trying to be available at all times. You know, there's a lot of agents that will save the inspector's phone number in their phone as just your name inspector. And so they'll call you to, to set up an appointment or even to ask you a question about their own house. Right. And it's just being available to to them to answer those questions they have. And being upfront with them, if you don't know the answer to it, tell them, I'm not sure on that, but I can find out for you or I will get somebody in contact with you that knows.
0: So you just you just kind of be willing and, and able to do those things for them. That's great. What about on the buyer side, in terms of at the inspection itself, what's your mindset when, the, let's say the real estate agent and the client are both there when you're doing your verbal report? Are you giving particular right. attention?
1: try to involve, Like I try to focus on giving both of them my attention, you know, like, yes, the client is our client. We should be giving them our full attention, but the agent is also there. Uh, So I will kind of go back and forth whenever I'm giving the report, uh, making eye contact with both of them, or if it's a husband and wife client, you know, the three of them, just making everybody feel engaged in the the verbal presentation.
0: I remember some, when I was inspecting in the field, I would always try and make them, you know, we're trying to equip them with knowledge, right? And make, and give them stuff that they can leverage for their client. So we're, even though, for instance, you might be super inspecting, you're not trying to be the superhero. We're trying to make the real estate agent the superhero. Give them the stuff they need to do that. And then have I had this experience and you tell me if you've had the same where you can develop a relationship with a with a agent. And I even told them sometimes if they got there early and the client wasn't there or whatever. And we had kind of already done it two or three times. They knew because I would kind of affirm that in them. Like, if you see your client reacting a certain way as I'm giving all this information, you can ask me a leading question. You think they're not understanding I'm not going to get upset with that. That's your cue to me to slow down and explain that a little bit better or something like that. Do you you ever kind of get in a working relationship like that?
1: Yeah. And I have actually started asking agents before they show up with the client or before the client shows up, if the agent doesn't come, just like, hey, how, what type of client is this? You know, is it a first time home buyer? Is it an elderly couple? Is it somebody that's not from the area is it somebody moving here from out of state that's not familiar with mm-hmm. you know say the foundation issue that can occur here like what what are some areas that I should focus on more with them to help them understand what's you know what's concerning or what's common
0: right and so then you're just trying to you contextualize then your comments
1: based right on
0: that. yeah right Okay. So, what are some other things you do for the client to kind of help them in the process to provide just another level of service? I mean, that's, you know, it's beyond just being like a road inspection, like I've done it, I've done my job, and hey, here's the information.
1: I try to build, you know, somewhat of a relationship with the client. You know, if they get there a little bit early, ask them, you know, what brings them to the area or what, why, you know, why they're moving into that house. You know, is it work related? Is it family kind of get a little personal background on them just to kind of help make it easier, easier to talk to them about kind of the same way with asking the agent, what they're, what the client is like, try to make it enjoyable for them. You know, it's a kind of a high stress situation. So, you know, I'll, I'll cut up or make jokes with them just to try to help kind of ease their mind a little bit.
0: Right. Right. Do you ever find yourself like, because I know a lot of times we're given what can be perceived as a lot of bad news, but do you ever try and, you know, give good feedback about a house like, hey, this is a really neat feature of this house because they're getting ready to buy this thing. They don't want to hear all this bad stuff about it.
1: Yes. And I actually, whenever I go, I do that and I do it as I'm going through the presentation with them, I take them through our entire report. So they see the informational stuff in the okay. report so i'm explaining to them the good and the not not necessarily bad stuff but the items that i have to say are deficient
0: so yeah so you're going all right so you're going above and beyond right there in terms of not just going over your deficiencies and the observations related to that you're going over information just about the house trying to help educate them about the house that they're going to inherit
1: right if they purchase right this. right um, I bet that's super helpful. I think I think the clients appreciate it, and I I know the agents do. Just because you know they they're coming in on some houses knowing that it needs to be worked on a little bit. You know, it's a little bit of a fixer upper,
0: right?
1: And they don't want their clients to necessarily or our clients to necessarily feel like they're getting into something they shouldn't be getting into,
0: right? Well, I know you're one of the highest requested inspectors that Super Inspector has. What what are some of the things you just kind of do personally to to help yourself in that regard with requests?
1: I think a lot of it has to do with just being available. You know, like I said, whenever you see that the phone ring and it's an agent, just go ahead and answer it. You know, they may have just a question for you on you know, like I was saying, their house, but it may be to see when your next open slot is to, to get you booked and just putting on your, on the, our calendar, you know, if they call me and say, Hey, I've got this inspection or house that needs to be inspected coming up. Are you available this day? And it's like, yes, I am right now. Let me, you know, I'll hold that spot for you for the next couple of hours. Let me know if something else happens to where I need to clear that back up to where I could do something else.
0: Have you ever dropped whatever plans you had going on for like a weekend or something and run out and inspect the house? For a- have,
1: yeah. And, the, and I've done, I've done that to where it's, you know, I'm not necessarily doing anything. I just wanted, you know, the morning or the afternoon off and they call and are like, Hey, I need this done. Can you do it? And it's just put a smile on your face and say, yes, I'll be there. You know, here's let me call the office and they'll call you back to, to get it on the schedule text me the address and I'm heading there now. Yeah, so as a sole
0: proprietor, obviously that would be one way you could build business. You're gonna make a, a real estate agent super happy doing that, being available. But it also works in a multi-inspector firm uh, like Super Inspector, right? Because the requests are a lot of times what generate some of your commissions and it help it helps you keep busy in slower times, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm just trying to help everybody understand that. That's a really important thing to be available at those times. And because a lot of times you think, well, it's a multi inspector firm. I'm going to let someone else handle it. But the more you can build your requests up, then they're going to be requesting you when
1: it's slower. Right. Right. Yeah. The less the less you have to worry about if you're going to have a job tomorrow when somebody else may not.
0: That's awesome
1: they'll get a a snippet from inspections on their listings and then, you know, they don't get the whole report. They'll just get that little snippet of it. What, you know, the buyer wanted done or corrected. And so they'll call me and ask like, Hey, if I send you this picture, can you look at it and see if you can explain it to me just because they don't get that from the buyer's inspector.
0: Right. That's cool. That's a great way to build relationship.
1: Uh, another thing to do is just hit up real estate offices. You know, if you you take, you take time yourself, even though we have some growth representatives out
0: working, you do that yourself as well.
1: Yeah. If I go past an office and I have time in between inspections or after an inspection, just pop in and say, Hey, you know, I, my name's Clayton with super inspector. We do inspections in the area. If, if you haven't heard of us, I'll leave you a brochure here. Here's some of the things we do. You may have somebody that you're using already, but if they're ever busy, give me a call. I'd love to fill in for you. Awesome. I also
0: know you've done, like, because you've helped us out at CIDA with some teaching. So sometimes you've corporate an inspection in or to go meet a group of agents and lead a one hour CE course, right? Right, that been beneficial for you in the past?
1: Yeah, the I've I've taught one of those classes that I can remember, and I've actually ended up getting two or three agents off of that one class a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah, and then they talk to their friends and they talk to their right, friends.
1: right. So. Yeah, so really getting yourself in front of real estate agents is what will help you know grow your your business or your company's business.
0: Right. That's awesome. All right. So we've talked about kind of what you've done. What are you trying to do? You're in somebody, let's talk about, is there things you do? So yes, obviously the buyer is your client. You're trying to be respectful of the property that you're inside of and the homeowners themselves. Do you have communication at all with
1: them? I mean, a lot of times we don't, but what happens when you do? Uh, kind of the, the same as with the buyer, you know, just try to get a little bit of a relationship built up with that person. One, because they're in that same kind of high stress situation. You know, they've had a lot of people in their house looking at it. And now here you are, somebody else that's actually going through their house, opening and closing windows, doors, closets. You know, you're turning all their lights on, you're running all of their water, opening up the cabinets, looking under the sinks. Uh, so it just kind of helps out, you know. Take that extra five minutes, ten minutes before you really start the inspection, and kind of find out a little bit about them. Tell them a little bit about yourself, just to kind of ease their mind. Same thing with joking around, you know, joking around with them a little bit, just to take their mind off of you're there to look for things that are wrong with their house.
0: Yeah. Do you ever when you call, what happens when uh, you know we've all been there? You're trying to explain things like you mentioned. That you go over the whole entire report but you get to that point where their eyes are just kind of glassing over and you can tell they're just like either not listening or they've just been overwhelmed by the amount of information what do you do in those instances
1: a lot of times i'll just kind of i'll stop and say hey i can tell you you seem like you're getting a little overwhelmed or or concerned like a lot of this is typical stuff that's on a house this age you know nothing nothing necessarily to, to be so worked up about. And then I'll kind of put it off. uh, If the agent's not there, I'll say, you know, your, your agent is really familiar with these, this type of report. You're, you're having this report done. So, you know, what is going on with the house? Like let's finish up with just kind of going over the rest of the highlights. And then if, as you're going through it, once you get the report tonight, Give me a call, shoot me a text, let me know if you have any questions, and talk with your agent about it as well. And they'll they'll kind of work you through what what items that are really concerning and the what items you know you can take care of in the next six months or the next year. And that typically, you know, you can see the load get lifted off of their shoulders.
0: Right. Cool. That's a good deal. So you mentioned something there and you said you encourage them to call you or text you. Even after you've delivered the report, so tell me about some of the follow-up communication. You mentioned that you in- communicate when you're starting, and then we've talked
1: a lot about communicating on site. What do you do afterwards? Uh, a lot of times, I'll you know I'll give them a couple of days, and uh, if I if I hear from them in between those times, then that's great. You know, I'll explain like, hey, it's here. This is this is what you're looking for. They'll have a question like, hey, you talked about this but I don't see it in the report and I'll explain to them, you know, I'll go back and pull that report up and say, it's right here. You know, And a lot of times I'll take screenshots of how I'm getting there and send that to them in a text or an email just to kind of walk them back through it again. Okay. And then if I, if I haven't heard from them, I'll reach out and just say, Hey, did you get the report? Were you able to open it up? <clears throat> uh, do you have any questions about it? And at that point, you know, most of the time they're like, no, we I've talked to my agent, you know, we've sent in our our repair addendum and we're just kind of waiting to see what they say back. Okay, cool. And we also recently implemented uh, kind of a one month post inspection email or text to the client and the agent, because typically they are getting either they've closed by then or getting close to closing and just seeing if there's anything else that they have questions about
0: that's awesome so you do you do several steps of follow-up i mean that sounds that's great customer service i'm sure you probably hear back from some of the agents too when you're answering questions for your client and so forth i'm sure they appreciate you know taking that time to help them out
1: yeah i think so i get a lot of a lot of times, you know, the, for some agents you'll see, I'll see them, you know, two or three times in a month, if not more. And they're, you know, so a lot of the agents I'm talking to in person at saying like, Hey, how did this deal go? How did that deal go? And I think that helps a lot with them because they know that you remember that this is the house you did for, you know, that's the house that I did for this client. That's the house I did for that client. So it, it kind of makes them feel like, you know, you actually care about the client, not just there for the inspection.
0: Right. That's
1: great. So we've been talking about communication and all that. What would be how would you
0: weigh the two? I mean, what makes you a, a good inspector? What drives requests? Is it the te- your technical aspect of the way you do your
1: job or is it building those relationships? I think it's a combination of. The two, okay. You know, it, uh, always be informed on what you're you're doing. You know, having the knowledge to where if something is wrong, you can kind of put it in layman's terms a lot of times, so the client can understand it, not the technical terms. Right. But then also in how you deliver that message to the client or communicate it to the the client and the agent uh, helps also. You know, you don't want to use like hard words or harsh words you want to use the soft words like common and things like that
0: are there certain words that you try and avoid when you're talking and phrases or something uh, like
1: that yeah you don't want to really you don't want to use like actually you know saying like actually there are a few cracks or uh, really bad or this is a problem
0: because everything can be fixed, right? Pretty right. much,
1: right? Yeah, anything anything can be fixed. It's just all about how much it's going to take to fix it. And one thing I don't like, or I like to avoid, is emphasizing on my top concerns, because what may be a big concern to me may not be a big concern to them, and what may be something big to them may not be a big deal to me.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That kind of goes back to f- figuring out kind of where they're coming from
0: so you're just kind of yeah so you're just kind of giving them the freedom to, to own that space where they want to be right um, provide information well that's cool Clayton I really appreciate you being on with us today I know you had a couple inspections already today and appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here on the city spotlight and I just want to remind everybody that's out there that the training that we try and provide through super inspector training academy is a customer oriented type of uh, inspection approach. And so you'll find that in our qualifying education as well as our continuing ed. You can look us up at superinspectortrainingacademy.com. Call us at 940-336-7482. That's 940-336-SITA, S-I-T-A. And so until next time, be good and be super.